Hi, friend. You are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, After having been through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood. And friend, I'm so thankful that you're listening today. As you probably already know, every month we're inviting a young woman with real faith questions to join me as a co-host. And then together we're inviting guests on during each month to share their stories and also tackle some of my co-hosts' hardest questions or objections about following Jesus. So far we've had guests on who are agnostic or deconstructing or just questioning some things, um, who aren't sure about being all in, or maybe just are questioning um, faith in general. And I've just loved each and every co-host that I've had during this whole season. But right now it is summer and I have four kids ages six to 12 and I'm married to a school administrator and I'm taking July off to be fully present with them, more fully present with them. How like accurate is it to say I'm going to be fully present, Uh, (laughs) but I'm going to try. So I wanted to keep sharing content this month anyway. Um, I'm really excited about next month's co-host in August. Uh, Her name is Bernice, and uh, you're going to love listening to her story as well. But this month, um, instead of featuring the story of a young woman who's questioning or struggling in some way with faith, I wanted to feature some single episodes of people who are dedicated to finding something real in Christ and are willing to share some of their journey. Not that they aren't dealing with their own questions or struggles, because I think we all have struggles and questions, but I wanted to feature some friends and their stories who may not come on the podcast otherwise. So this is a special moment. I use the adjective keen, but I don't usually use that in conversations. So I was going to say this is a keen moment to tell you, but... (laughs) That just sounds like I'm trying too hard. But anyway, this is a special moment to tell you that if you want to be a Patreon supporter and help keep this show on the air, it's not too late. If you are interested in learning more about how you can have access to bonus content, things like custom stickers and a monthly bonus episode, you can check that out at findingsomethingreal.com. It starts at $5 a month and your support is so appreciated, friend. Okay, so today on the podcast, I am honored to introduce today's special guest. I've been watching her do her thing on social media for some time now, and I'm really excited to share uh, something that she wrote recently, um, which I'm just going to use to introduce her. And this is something that today's guest wrote. She said, above all, what matters is the gospel. 
and each of us are only given a certain amount of time on this earth to use it for the gospel and for God's glory. I don't want to look back at my life, no matter when the end may be, and realized I didn't do anything for the gospel's sake, not because my working for the gospel does anything in regards to earning me any favor or merit with Christ, for that is not the gospel, but rather because of this, because I have been saved by such amazing grace, by a perfect, holy, just God who gave his perfect only son to absorb all the wrath of God, so that through faith in him, by grace, have been forgiven all my sins and will face zero wrath, but instead love and forgiveness. Me, the chief of sinners, to quote the Apostle Paul. I am then compelled to share this good news with anyone and everyone. Since I have been given such grace, how can I not share with those around me? Because my Savior is so good and so mighty to save, I have no other choice but to share. Not to mention, as a believer, my main job is to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20. I am petitioning you, Christian soldier, as I am myself, to consider your calling and walk forward, obedient in our orders, and confident in nothing and no one else but our leader, our perfect holy God, King and Savior, Jesus Christ. So today's guest, she's a music artist. She's an artist in other ways as, as well. Uh, just before pressing record, I was listening to her music for the very first time. Her song, Lord, We Need You, on Spotify. So, so beautiful. If you don't do anything else today, please go listen to that song. But she says that she is saved by grace alone, lover of life, coffee, and all glory to God. Please welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast, my friend, Abigail Houston. Abby, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored to be here. Oh, I'm just thrilled that you're here. And you and I have actually met. Uh, it was three years ago. Is that right? It was. Yeah, just a little over three years. Oh, my gosh. What do you remember? So we met at the Delight Retreat in yes. 2018, which was um, during the springtime. What do you remember about that retreat? What did you take away from it? Oh, goodness. So much. That retreat was amazing. I loved Well, first off, that was my very first time even like getting on a plane and doing anything like that. So I remember first off kind of being like, what am I doing? <laughs> but I remember that retreat being so impactful for me for like community and authentic community. What does that look like centered around the gospel? Because I'd seen community that kind of masked being authentic, but it was, it was not, it was not glorifying to God. And then entering into that, um, watching these people and ladies and girls with me, like honoring the Lord and wanting to be real with each other and like laughing with each other, crying with each other, praying with each other. That was amazing. So taking that away and then bringing that here was super impactful. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it too. And did you know anyone prior to jumping on that plane? I didn't know. <laughs> I know. I like, no. crazy. <laughs> so where did you bring it back to? Where do you live? So I live right near Chicago. So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> do you keep in contact with Melanie Castaneda? A little bit. Yes, I do. She's not yeah. too far. No. That's awesome. Well, next time if I ever go and visit her, which I think I'm been told I need to, um, I'll have to come visit you too. That would be really cool. Please do. I would love that. That would be so great. So tell us a little bit more about you. I, I shared your passion, um, sure. but uh, I'd love to hear more about your story. How, who are you and how did you come to faith? Absolutely. Well, so my name is Abby Houston and um, I'm 
literally this girl from a tiny little town right outside of Chicago. So I grew up in a, like a farming community um, and my parents were believers. And so I grew up in a Christian home, but obviously that does not make you a Christian. And so, um, but I, I grew up knowing, hearing the gospel being shared over and over. And that was looking back. I remember thinking that that's such a boring story. Like I, I grew up in a Christian home, accepted Christ and whatever. But knowing that like if your heart is dead in sin and then Christ brings it to life, no matter how that takes place, that's a miracle. And that is amazing. And so, um, so, and honestly, having parents who preach the gospel over and over, not really remembering a time that I didn't know about the Lord, that's a huge blessing. And I think I've taken that for granted for so long. So, um, the Lord has just been really gracious. So I came to know Christ at a young age, um, but I remember growing up again, just, I had three other siblings. And so we all kind of loved each other. And, um, and then 13, 14 years old, um, my older sister, she's about four years older than me. I watched her diligently. I mean, as a younger sister, you do that, right? Like most of the time you're like, I'm watching you. Like, I'm going to be like, (laughs) no. And, um, and so I watched her pour into God's word and really live out her faith. Um, not, not on the coattails of my parents' face. She really owned it and and made Christ her Lord and Savior. And so I remember watching her and then also going through Matthew 6, where it talks about blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or Matthew 5 rather. And I remember the Lord just using that time and me being like, I, I want to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want to hunger and thirst for the Lord. And so 13, 14 years old, I really started to grow in my walk and again, make Christ, my Lord, not because it was something my parents did, not because it was even something that my sister did, but because the Lord was beckoning me to, to make him his, my Lord, um, because he's worthy of that. And so, so, um, I grew up, um, from there, I mean, continually being sanctified, continually being, showing my sin and, um, but the Lord has been really gracious to just walk with me and to, um, show him, him, himself through his word. Um, so, Outside of that, that is the most important fact about me, that I am a believer. I walk with the Lord um, by his grace. But um, yes, you mentioned coffee. I do like coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can frequently find me at coffee shops. I do. I love music. I write my own music. Um, And then I recently have started a page on Instagram called Melodically Memorizing. And um, I have seen, I mean, the spiritual discipline of memorizing God's word has been always my weakest point. It is very hard for me to memorize scripture, but I knew that it was needed nonetheless. And so I thought, Hey, I love writing music. So I'm going to try to put scripture to music. And it's been the most fun thing I've done ever. It's coming up on a year of doing it. And it's been so incredibly fun and really helpful. It's made scripture stick. And so I put music scripture to music and I love that it takes a decent amount of time in the week. So, uh, when I'm not nannying, which is my day job, uh, then I'm generally writing music for that or spending time with my family. My two other siblings are married and so they're, they're out of the house, but I have a younger sister as well. And so we are hanging together outside of that. So it's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. So how long, you said you've been doing it for about a year. How many verses have you memorized that way by singing it like that? So I have about 81, 80 or 81 passages that I've posted. I'm not quite sure how many verses that would be, but 80 or 81 passages are done. Wow. And then there's something about music, right? It helps us remember it so much easier. 
Absolutely. Yes. It's, I mean, before that I was like, you know, I have song lyrics running around in my brain, probably like the majority of us, like 24 seven. Um, so I'm like, you know, for, for someone like me, especially who loves music and is always listening, I thought this is going to be helpful. And if you, if they want to ditch the song afterwards and just keep the, the words, that's fine. <laughs> but as long as it can stick, you know, that is so great because I have young kids and, uh, you know, memorizing scripture is so important, like hiding God's word in our heart. It does come out, right? What we put in comes out. And yep. so in times of struggle, in times of hardship, like having those verses that I learned when I was a little kid, I've been thinking about that lately. Like, man, I, I want my kids to memorize more. But memorization can be such a chore sometimes or feel like it. Yeah. So that's so cool that you're doing that. Are you any plans to put that on Spotify? Because I know you have a Spotify, like some really cool things happening over there. Yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, this is kind of, uh, well, I guess if this is airing in July, then yes, it will, Lord willing, Lord willing, end of July, maybe early August, I should have my first album out on Spotify, iTunes, and then also for purchase, like CD purchase. So um, the I have the design kind of in the making right now, and things are recorded. So it's just basically waiting to be published. Wow. And then um, the scriptures, are you going to put those on there as well? Is that something? Yep. Yeah. So is that the CD that you're putting together? It's going to be exactly. that? What a great idea, Abby. That like that's going to sell like hotcakes. <laughs> that's a phrase. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. It's been fun to see the response and I think through this last year people were really I know myself, I needed truth. I needed truth to be spoken to be spoken to me. And I know that God's word is where we find truth. Like that is our ultimate source of truth. And so I think it really resonated with people knowing that I need truth to be just like washing over my heart and my mind over and over again. So I'm really excited to release it for that purpose of just knowing God's word more and having it just like you said, hidden in our hearts. Yeah. Well, and it's God's word is living and active, yeah. right? And so I think so often it's something easy to forget, you know, like, oh, I, I prayed, I did all these things. Like we think of it as a chore instead of, wow, like this is actually like everything that God does, you know, it's like leading us someplace that brings life, um, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah, how that's so great. I'm so excited about that. So how has your faith been impacted this past year? You kind of touched on it. You've been sharing um, scripture in a beautiful way, but how's it been personally for you? Yeah, yeah. So I know for a lot of us, you know, this last year was crazy. It was so unexpected um, in so many different ways. Um, but the, our world kind of, whether globally, nationally, or just our own lives, they kind of turned upside down in many ways, maybe some more than others. Um, but I know for me watching, um, just our world and kind of being heartbroken over, um, no matter where you stand, just the amount of sin and, and hatred that we saw on so many levels, it just broke my heart. And also the, the need for truth. I saw that there were so many people, again, we, there's nothing new under the sun. And so there's always been people searching for truth. What is truth? And what is our ultimate source of truth? How can we know it? But I mean, it was so evident people were searching for that. And, and really for me, I thought, I know God's word is truth, but, but why do I know that? And, and how is that truth? And so really this past year, God has really done a work in my heart and in my life to, to know and to, 
to kind of drive me to the word and just looking again at the state of our nation and our world and then my heart and saying, okay, what is truth? And, and so really it's been digging into the word and finding that God's word is our ultimate source of truth. Like we have no other source of truth. It is our very life. And then melodically memorizing, starting that and having God's word just in my mind. And it's funny, I, I started it because I knew I needed it, but I was talking to someone about, you know, how I've been changed since starting it. And I really have been amazed. Again, like you said, God's word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of bone and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. That's Hebrews 4.12. And mm-hmm. like, it's it's been so evident. Like I didn't go into this expecting like, I'm going to be completely changed. But if nothing else, like God has shown me my sin in a deeper way, but he's also showed me his grace in a deeper way as well. And he's just, he's given me so much joy in knowing his word. And as I see the world continue to search for truth, I have been so comforted in knowing that I have truth right here. And just as you read before, that's compelled me to, I can't keep silent about this. I need to share this because this is truth. Like we, we don't have to search anymore. We can stop full send because this is the word of God. This is, this is truth. This is where we find our ultimate source of peace and of hope and of truth. So, I mean, in so many different ways it's been impacted, but really finding what truth is it's in God's word and it's God has been the biggest thing this year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I have a couple questions to follow up with that because I think, uh, you touched on a couple things there. You're a young woman. How how old are you? 22. 22. Um, it's kind of counter countercultural, right? To be as, Maybe, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. I think it's countercultural to be as passionate as you are about the gospel. Um, do you find th- that uh, you encounter some of that um, resistance to your passion in what you're doing? Or um, is it easy to uh, to be where you're at? No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. It's not easy. And I think it's almost trendy to um, to say... Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think it's it's easy to to be able to ask what is truth, and I, I think that's a good question to ask. We should be asking what is our ultimate source of truth. Um, but I do. I have sensed a lot of even in this past year, um, even posting on Instagram, you know, saying that there is an ultimate source of truth. People get angry, and people don't understand, and that has been hard because part of me wants to come at it and be like, no, like this is truth, and you're just. <laughs> But God has also been showing me that I need to have compassion for those people because were it not for the grace of God, I'd be mm-hmm. the exact same boat. I, and it's not something that I've done. It's not like that God saw something special in me. And so he like, absolutely not. It's just by his grace that he has shown me that this is truth. And so that's driven me to like, Lord, to ask and beg the Lord, Lord, give me compassion for these people. And, um, and to, to, you know, use wisdom and how I should reach out, how I should pray for them. Um, but no, it's, it's not easy at all because like you said, it, it is very countercultural and the world is, they don't want to know the gospel. They don't want to hear it. Um, because ultimately the law of God is written on our hearts. And so we know what's right and wrong. And when we encounter truth, we're convicted and that's, that's not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I was just on somebody else's podcast this morning. We were recording and I shared this quote from Francis Chan that I think is great. But he says, uh, but God doesn't call us to be comfortable. He calls us to trust him so completely that we are unafraid to put ourselves in situations where we will be in trouble if he doesn't come through. Mm -hmm. Um, But I told her on her podcast and I kind of think like it's okay to be afraid um, to have that like natural fear. uh, But he does come through. And when we step out in faith, doing the thing that, you know, he's called us to are using the gifts that he's given us um, in a step towards the world in a step towards uh, whatever darkness is out there. Uh, man, we get to, the, the Holy Spirit comes upon us when we are his witnesses. You know, scripture, maybe you've memorized that scripture verse, but like, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, right? That's what Jesus said to his disciples, sending them out. And I just think, man, we experience so much of the Holy Spirit, so much of um, who God is when we step out, even when it is uncomfortable. And recently on my podcast, I had um, a, a guy called Drew Berryessa on here. And he's like, the Christian walk is tense. It is tense. It's this place between truth and love. And it's this narrow, hard journey at times. But here we are. Here we are. And we're willing to do it because we recognize who he is. And um, it's just encouraging to talk with other believers and to um, encourage one another in faith and Abby, to somebody listening who maybe is on the fringes of faith, who's just like, you know what, Um, I'm listening to this podcast because I thought it was for me, but these people are talking about like being all in. Like, what is it that you find in Jesus that you don't think you can find somewhere else? Hmm. A really good question. Um, (laughs) Righteousness and forgiveness. Um, I'd shared a little bit before, but the love of Jesus is so deep that he was willing to die for sinners. So I am not good. Like I'm no one special. I'm not someone who has, and same for you, like anyone who is a believer, we're not someone who God saw like, oh, they did enough righteous works or they did enough good things or they're doing mm-hmm. what's right. They're clean enough. Um, so I'll, 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 you know, I'm going to save them. No, like that's any other religion you look at. It's some sort of workspace. Like if you work enough or if you pray enough, or if you go to church enough, if you do this enough, but in, in the gospels, it says, I've come to seek and to save the lost. And he didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick, which he, like I am the, as like we were talking about, like Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. I can say that as well, because without Christ, I am completely lost and I'm, I don't have any hope. And yet with Jesus, Jesus says, come to me. And if we come to him in faith, trusting that he alone can save us, not works, not anything else, then he's going to, he's going to accept us and he's going to forgive us because he has already accomplished salvation for us. He did that on the cross and he took all of God's wrath all of the penalties for our sins so that when we come uh, before the judgment seat of Christ, we're not going to be judged by our sin because we're clothed in Christ's righteousness. And, um, and again, that's nothing that we've done. It's all, it's all according to what he has done. And um, 
so much grace, so much forgiveness. And that's not anything you find anywhere else because that's who God is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you had to give up stuff in your life or you have to give up stuff in your life to follow Christ? Is it uh, a sacrifice? And I mean, <laughs> I, for somebody who's listening, who's like, uh, I mean, I have a pretty good life. Why would I give this up? What'd yeah. you say? Yeah. Oh, that's hard because yes, like following Christ is going to cost us. Um, it talks about the, and Mark, it talks about taking up our cross and, and denying ourselves and following him. And, um, Galatians two 20, that's something that God has been really convicting me of lately where it says I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, and so, yes, it is going to cost us in the sense that, um, like you were just saying, we're going to have to walk the narrow path. And that's going to mean being opposed by the world. It, it might mean um, saying no to a job opportunity. It might mean saying no. Yet, what continues to help me to continue to walk with Christ is that Jesus is better. Like Jesus is better and, and knowing him and knowing that I'm forgiven and that when I die, I'm going to be with him forever in eternal joy and eternal peace. Um, that continues to compel me to, to say, no, I don't need this world because um, it's hard and it's, it's not comfortable. And it, sometimes I get discouraged as well. It's so it's, it's not easy, but yet I think we have to keep our eyes fixed on Christ look to Jesus as Hebrews talks about looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith and following his example. And then ultimately knowing that this world is not our home anyways. And so while yes, we will have to make sacrifices. Um, and, and I mean, it's hard when you're already living a comfortable life, but looking and seeing Jesus is better. Like, and that's, I think you have to pray. Sometimes I have to pray, Lord, show me and remind me that you are better because it's hard for me to see that. Like, this looks pretty good right here. I mean, I kind of want this, but you know, the Lord is faithful to remind us that no, I am better and he is our better portion. Um, and he is best. He's not only right, but he is best. Mm-hmm. So besides scripture, Abby, have you found any resources or books or music that has uh, encouraged you in your faith that you could share with somebody who's listening, who's maybe new to faith or questioning it and wondering, I mean, is, is there something out there that I could read or, or get into that would help me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as far as, um, as far as just music goes, City of Light, they're a music group that I've loved, really, really solid worship. Um, Keith and Kristen Getty, they're very good. They've just continued to encourage me in my walk and sound theology, but really good music too. Um, and then John Piper, John Piper is an author and he has written so many books. Um, he also has a little podcast. It's called Ask Pastor John. And they're anywhere from like maybe seven to 15 minute long podcasts. If you listen to it on two times speed, which I do, you can get it, get it in. <laughs> five minutes maybe um but they're really solid and he tackles like really hard questions really raw real questions that so many believers face and i mean i've i've gone to him for his videos for guidance and what do i even think how do i think about this through a biblical lens um he also has a couple books called um desiring god and then when i don't desire god and mm -hmm. i have not read desiring god but i read when i don't desire god and 
that was super good because I think for someone who maybe might be wrestling with either is on the fringe or is a believer, but is really wrestling with, how do I desire the Lord? Like we're all, we've all been in that boat. Like, and anyone who says otherwise, maybe, maybe just hasn't walked as long or maybe just isn't being real because I think as a believer, we all struggle with desiring the Lord and putting him first. I, I certainly do. And so reading that book was really encouraging to me and kind of gave you practical. It's been a while, so I couldn't really list, but giving you practical, what do I do when I don't desire God? And how do I continue to walk with him when it's just not this emotional feeling, but it's choosing mm-hmm. in Christ. Um, so John Piper has been really, really great. So again, that's a book and then podcast. And then those couple music artists have been great. Love it. Thank you for sharing those resources. So Abby, tell me about that song that I just mentioned at the top of, first of all, tell me what your, like your ambition is with your music. Is that like the goal? Do you want to be a music artist or um, how did you get into recording music? Yeah. So for the longest time, I really wanted to be a recording artist. I was like really, really hoping to like get on a record label and have a manager and Um, I I did have the opportunity to be managed um, maybe five or six years ago, but after recording um, in 2016, I recorded for the first time in Nashville in 2016. It was a single. And although I I loved the experience, um, I kind of was, (laughs) I I was proud and I was like, yep, like we're going to, like, this is going to kind of just explode and I'm going to get all these different things and people don't have their lives together. I have my life together. (laughs) Completely humbled me with that and was like, nope, because it's not going to go anywhere. And it really, you know, my family was great in supporting me and a few friends, but it really didn't gain any traction. Um, And so I really had to kind of take a step back and just pray and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And do you want me to go this route? Um, there have been some amazing musicians who have gone that route and have stayed faithful to the Lord. And I praise God for that. Cause that is amazing. Um, but I, I saw within my heart, even, even recording, like just this, a little bit of a pride and an arrogance. And I thought I, I could see where this could be very easy to succumb to some of the pressures of, um, what could potentially be. And, I, for me, I felt like the Lord is telling me, no, I don't want you to do that. And that was really hard for me to surrender, but, um, it took several years of, of kind of laying that down. But, um, I, so for a while, I really didn't do much, too uh, too much with music or writing or recording. I just kind of was writing here and there at home. Um, but then last, so 2020, um, and seeing the state of our nation and our world, I was, again, just being a little bit more artsy. I was like, I poured my heart out through music and was just crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, we need you. We need, we need truth. We don't need anything else. We need the Lord. And, um, so that's where that song came from. And so I decided to record that. And so as far as ambitions, really, I'm open to whatever the Lord has. I, I have no longer have the desire of, of going on, on these big tour whatever, but, but really in any capacity I can serve, um, and, and glorify God's name through music. That's really what I want to do. So it's kind of vague. People ask me that and I'm like, I don't really know, but, uh, well, I love that you're open to God's direction wherever he takes you. And I know I asked you this before we pressed record, but are you okay with me sharing your song here right now? Because I think it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I just want whoever's listening right now, I want you to hear this because it's just beautiful. So here it is. And what's it, what's it called, Abby? Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. world haunts each cry we've turned from truth and our only source of life hearts have been darkened and light seems to flee so we sing on our knees lord we need you we need your eyes to see the world as you Change our hearts and help us to see your truth. The world is lost, so we cry out to see you move. Lord, we need you. We've been seeking for this world to satisfy. We run to wells that run dry. So Jesus, come and quench the thirst of our souls. We need you. change our hearts and help us to see your truth the world is lost so we cry out to see Change our hearts and help us to see your truth. 
Abby, I just love, love that song. I shared it on Spotify um, before we pressed record today because just that heart cry of help, help, we just need you. Yeah. Um, it's so honest and it's, it, it, <laughs> it's what we all need. Yeah. We all need to go back to God and be like, I just need you. Yeah. You know, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added. Like we worry about all these different things. What passage of scripture is that? Oh, that's Matthew first... 633, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew 633. Um, yeah, like we need him first. And then after that, everything else falls into place. And when we get it swapped, when we're constantly like, oh, I just need to work on this or, you know, I need to work on me or I need to deal with this issue over here man, we can get lost in the details. But when we focus first on him, everything else is illuminated in his glorious light. And we can see who he is and then who we are. Man, it just changes everything. It changes everything. So um, I wanted to ask you the final question. Um, I ask this of all the guests, Abby. Um, The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity and love real is an acronym for those things and um, I truly believe that in their truest form uh, restoration eternity authenticity and love are only found in Jesus Christ of those things that we can find in him which stands out to you the most in your life right now and Mm -hmm. why that's so good. I was thinking about this question earlier, and I think authenticity would be the, the one that stood out to me the most. And I think this is why. Um, so I, um, I think authenticity can be really tricky because we can, we can still wear a mask and say we're being authentic, but we really, if we're truly authentic, it takes a really humble heart to be able to be challenged by those who you are around. Um, because when you're being authentic, you're, you're showing your real self, right? You're being honest about your, your really great joys and also your struggles. And, um, just, I, I'm in a relationship. I, um, have my mom and dad who are here, which is wonderful. So I live in, in my mom's and dad's home and, um, have several different friends who I'm just so close with. And the Lord has just been continuing to kind of pound into my head lovingly the the need and and showing me in so many deep levels that 
it takes a humble heart first. I need to humble myself before him and say, Lord, I am nothing without you. And so all I am is yours. And so you need to show me my sin. You need to show me what to do. And then through that, being honest and open with those around me, because as we're being authentic with those around us, really, truly authentic, um, that creates trust. And that also creates a sweet bond of fellowship. And as you were saying before, that sweet sense of community that we need as believers, we need people, um, not only like sharpening us and also, you know, telling us, Hey, you know, snap out of this. You need to stop (laughs) doing, um, but we also need people around us who are, who can celebrate with us and say, well, look at what God is doing in your life. Also for the sake of when we, when by God's grace, we overcome something, they can, they can help us remember, look at where you were and look at where God has brought you. And, and there can't be that sense of trust unless there is that authentic honesty, like, like gospel honesty, where it's, where it's again, humble, it's centered around Christ and having that willing spirit to be teachable and to be, um, yeah, to be teachable and to be, um, encouraged by. And so it's kind of messy. Um, but that's really where my brain has been lately is just being authentic. Um, and then realizing that takes a humble heart. So, yeah, Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's so true. I think, um, the word authentic can be misused to mean just be whoever you want to be, but really when we humble ourselves, that's when we discover who we really are because of who he is. Yeah. So, well, Abigail Houston, um, I'm just thrilled at the work that God is doing in you and through you. And uh, thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast today and share your passion uh, for the Lord and share why the gospel is good news. I, I just am thankful for you. And I will definitely be sharing more about how people can look for you on Instagram, what is your handle? Um, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's uh, joyfully.abby, or the music one would be um, at melodically memorizing. Okay, great. And do you have a website as well? I don't, Lord willing, that will be up soon. <laughs> okay, it, <laughs> perfect. Well, we're, we might have to do a live at some point, even if we don't do it in July. So that way, people can hear once it is out um, how to get your CD and stuff. I'd love to do that. That would with be you, awesome. So. Okay, awesome. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting co-hosts to join me to share their personal stories and to ask their honest questions about the Christian faith. Each month, we hope to feature a different co-host and together invite guests on to share from their own faith journeys and experiences. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today, and forever. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all about what's so great about Jesus, I hope you come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.